you so much. That was absolutely beautiful. Good morning, Unity Spiritual Center. And online group, I said that I'm going to acknowledge them whenever I'm here from now on because I was forgetting to do that. So we acknowledge the online group. Blessings to you. Thank you for watching and partaking in the service in your own way. I always start out with the 12 powers. Um, So the power for September is order. And the disciple is James, son of Alphaeus. The location is behind the navel or the solar plexus. And an affirmation for order is, my life is in divine order. And you'll see how these two tie together. Prayer establishes that divine order. Divine order is right relationship of things, a balance, an orderly outworking of our affairs. Divine order is our ability to keep God first in our continuous development. Divine order is the ability to develop consciousness in proper sequence, mind, body, and outer affairs. It eliminates generalization. It is the divine plan unfolding through each of us now. We deny chaos and confusion. And chaos and confusion are hereby eliminated from our lives. We affirm God is first in our lives and is revealing the very next step right now. So that's divine order. Okay, when I was contemplating this message, and you know you're getting the ball sometimes, so when that happens, I go back to the basics. Fillmore, Myrtle, and Charles. And I always say, I won't repeat it today, but I always say that Myrtle. So we'll leave it there, okay? When I, I've been exposed to prayer all my life um, in the country when we used to live in West Virginia. Um, my mother used to dress us up and send us off to Sunday school. She had a Sunday best. And I was trying to recall some lessons from that time, and I can't <laughs> for some reason. But anyway, I stayed in that tradition until I was 18 years old, and then I decided that's enough. Then later I found unity, and that's where it was for me. That's where it is for me. When the year 2000-2002 was around the time that I entered what was called Prayer Practitioner Program from Reverend John DeFuso. Blessings, Reverend John. We love you. The Prayer Practitioner Program was patterned after what was then called Science of Mind. Now it's Centers for Spiritual Living. At the end of the program, we had to do a final project that tied together what we had learned during that time. I began mine like this. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. 
I believe in the power of prayer. And then I wrote, it has supported and sustained me through many challenging times in my life. I just didn't know they still there sustaining me. At that time, I was referring to the end of an unhealthy relationship and the death of my dear father. I continue to believe in the power of prayer. Thus, prayer power. There is power in prayer. For the last part of that, uh, the last part of that phrase's presentation, I had drawn a crude picture because I'm not an artist. I can read a little bit and I can talk a little bit, but I'm really not an artist. But I had a picture, and the picture depicted a rocket taking off. The part that represented the earth had rocks glued to the bottom. And I came to see all the things I had been through as fuel for transformation. I have a lot of it now, too. From the Dynamics of Prayer by Ralph Rhea, who is, by the way, was, is Rosemary Fillmore Rhea. That was her husband. Ralph Rhea was her husband, and he became involved in unity. And he's quoting from the work of Charles Fillmore, naturally, and he says, All down the ages, humanity has been making the spiritual effort to realize the conscious union with that innermost center where truth and all its glory abides eternally. This realization can be accomplished only through true prayer. This statement brings to unity students the realization that prayer properly practiced can bring us to healing, prosperity, and better human relations. In fact, it can literally remake our lives. Further on, he stated that anything that is this dynamic as active, is active as opposed to that which is potential or static. Webster tells us that anything that, dyna- that is dynamic is of or relating to energy. One of the greatest lessons we can learn is that true prayer is creative, active, and forceful. It causes things to occur and it changes conditions. Speaking of change and changing, we don't pray to change God. We pray to change ourselves. God is eternal, limitless, and unchanging. Often we will hear someone say of a difficult situation. We will just pray about it. So casually. The statement implies that prayer is a method of last resort. Prayer is a method of first resort. Pray first, then act as directed based on the guidance received. The word just implies that since they think nothing can really be done, impossible, they will just pray and hope that God will still heal the condition. Not how it works. Prayer does not consist of just hoping for desired results. For prayer is far more than that. Prayer is communion with God, who is wisdom, love, 
substance and power. When we commune with God, we place ourselves in the great stream of creative life that will bring us to wisdom, love, understanding, and all else that is needed to solve any of life's challenges. And so we form the habit of using the power of prayer, prayer power. We find that in life's smallest problems or challenges, its greatest answer, the answers to our challenges are made known to us. Now some terms here, I'll just go through these very briefly. The revealing word defines belief. And when I say I believe in the power of prayer, belief is an inner acceptance of an idea as true. Belief is closely related to faith. Belief functions both consciously and subconsciously. Many false beliefs are active below the conscious level. A comprehensive program of denial is necessary to erase those beliefs. Power is man's innate control over his thoughts and feelings. A quickening from on high must precede his realization of dominion. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Acts 1.8 God is all power. Thus, all things are possible with God. Prayer is communion between God and humanity. The communion takes place in the innermost part of our being. Prayer is also described as the most accelerated mind action known. So we just want to pray? Just pray? It steps up mental action until our consciousness synchronizes with the Christ mind. It is the language of spirituality. When developed, it makes us masters in the realm of creative ideas. Prayer is more than supplication. It is an affirmation of truth that eternally exists, but what does not yet come into consciousness. The little thing about evidence of things not seen, not by supplication, but by affirmation. Do not supplicate or beg God to give you what you need. But be still and think about the inexhaustible resources of infinite mind. Its presence is all the fullness and its constant readiness to manifest itself for you when its laws are complied with. This is what Jesus meant when he said, Strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Which means put God it is necessary to pray believing that we have received because God is all that we desire. The good always exists in divine mind as ideas, and we manifest it through the prayer of faith, affirmation, praise, and acknowledgement. Give thanks in advance of the manifestation desires. A good example of this is Jesus in raising Lazarus from the dead. He gave thanks, he prayed, and he gave thanks before the manifestation. He said, thank you, Father, for hearing me, for I know that you always hear me. Apostle Paul recommended that we pray constantly. And we do pray constantly, like in the song says, 
I thought your prayers. So what are you thinking about? Sometimes you might want to stop yourself and I do. I'm not going to stand here and say I think good thoughts all the time because I don't. But we're working towards that. We're working towards the goal. Even though God is spirit and we are spiritual, God's presence is not always upper mind in our thoughts. The demands of physical existence tend to preoccupy us. We need to regularly go apart for a while give attention to our spiritual side. I had a girlfriend, a dear, dear friend, who is no longer with us. She used to say, time for me to go apart. And I knew that's what she meant. She was going to get into her prayer and meditation at that point. And another point about divine order. Divine order does not always look like what we think it should look like. You know, you ever had something to happen and you look back and you say, yeah, I didn't like that when it happened, or I didn't like that, but it was for my greater good, and I was spared. So again, what is prayer? These are a few things about prayer. It is conscious awareness and connection. It is open-ended. That's why when you do treasure maps, any of you done treasure maps, you always put at the bottom, this or something better. Because what may come may be even better than what you had dreamed about or what you had wanted to manifest. Allow the highest possibilities. Align yourself with universal universal principles. Hold the high watch for others. That is the principle behind having prayer chaplains and prayer practitioners who can hold the high watch for others. Have you ever asked someone to hold the high watch? Have you ever called silent meetings? I do. And sometimes I think, I've talked to this person before. I wonder if they know who I am. <laughs> Calling them back. But anyway, the silent unity holds the prayer watch for others. Our prayer chaplains hold the high watch. Prayer practitioner. Prayer is heartfelt and sincere. Prayer is grateful and trusting. So in affirmative prayer, we state the need, we become still, we breathe and go to the heart. So the 18 inches from the head to the heart, put it in the heart, and then go to God in prayer. Become still. Deny our belief in the condition. Now, that's not saying that it doesn't exist at all. That's not what it is. And many people think that's what denial is. It's saying, well, that doesn't exist. No, you recognize that, yes, it does exist. But I have choice. I am at choice as to how I'm going to deal with it as to how it will affect me. That's denied. Attain a realization in consciousness and affirm and give thanks to anything above us. And then we go through Unity's five-step prayer methods, which I won't spend a lot of time on, but we know those steps are relaxation, concentration, 
meditation, realization, realization, and then thanksgiving or appreciation. Fillmore also directs us that there are seven necessary conditions for true courage. Number one, we should recognize God as absolute. Oneness with God should be acknowledged. Okay, because we are actually all one in spite of what you're hearing in some quarters today. We are all one. And I can't hurt you without hurting myself. Okay, let's think in those terms. Prayer must be made within in a secret place or shelter. This is a reference to Psalm 91, the very depth of a man's consciousness. To enter it is to turn the attention from the without to the within. To shut the door is to seal the senses and close the mind against every disturbing exterior thought. So yes, I have this. This is going on. But I am at choice as to how I'm going to deal with it. The kingdom of God must be desired above all things and sought first. The one who prays must believe that they have received. And prayers are answered. You know, sometimes it may not look like what we want it to look like, but prayers are answered. And when we think back and reflect on it, we know that our prayer is answered. And the mind must let go of every unforgiving thought. Now that's a rough one. Gilmore said every night before you go to bed, you should sit 30 minutes for 30 minutes and forgive everyone that you may have something against or something that happened during the day. Somebody cutting you off in traffic. Lack of communication in some cases. You have to deal with that too. So one of my favorite songs, I was listening to it this morning, um, is The Answer by Mahalia Jackson, who was a great gospel singer. And she has a song called The Answer. And it says, this is just the chorus. I found the answer. I learned to pray. With faith to guide me, I found my way. The sun is shining for me each day. I found the answer, and I learned to pray. I found the answer. I learned to pray. With faith to guide me, I found my way. The sun is shining for me each day. I found the answer, and I learned to pray. And then gratitude. Gratitude is always a part of this. Gratitude and thanksgiving are both necessary in demonstrating prosperity through divine love, law. Be grateful to God and thankful to the friends used to supply you. All metaphysicians, and that's us, have found by experience that being thankful for what they have increases the inflow. Gratitude is a great mind magnet. And when it is expressed from a spiritual standpoint, it is powerfully augmented. The saying of grace at the table houses origin in this idea 
and the power of entry you get in Christ. You ever sit down with someone at lunch or dinner and they don't go into the grace? Well, if they don't go into the grace, I don't know, you know, what you're thinking, but you can always do it with them. Because often what I do is sometimes when I'm by myself, I do. You can always go with me and say grace. Okay, my own personal experience with prayer, I hope that I don't bore you with this because I think I've talked about it before. But anyway, here goes. For the Licensed Unity Teacher Program, which I completed in 2007, you have three tracks. You have A, B, and C. A and B can be completed in your local church. If you have someone who's interested in teaching classes, a minister or uh, a licensed teacher. You can take classes that way and get credit for it. But for part C, you have to go to the village. And that's a blessing in itself, going to the village. So you go to Unity Village to complete, complete the project, part, the program. When I was at the village for my last portion, I had this great longing to go up into the silent Unity prayer room. And I had been to Unity Village before, and I always wanted to go in the prayer room. I had read about it. I had thought about it. I had envisioned it in my mind. I had this longing to go into the prayer room. When I was on a retreat, I asked, can I go into the prayer room? Well, at that time, the prayer room was restricted to ministers and licensed people. So that last week, they opened it up, and they said, if you want to go in the prayer room, you can go. It was last week. So that's what I did. I went up in that prayer room Monday through Thursday. And at the end, when we had the graduation, they asked us to talk about our experiences for that week. So mine was going up to the prayer room, the silent unity prayer room. And I went up there every day. It's a high but no chemical condition. And I mean that sincerely. You go there and you sit 30 minutes for 30 minutes, and it's always attended. You go in there and you sit, and in front of you, and I always try to sit in the front. In front of you at that time, they had the globe, that was in the world, and they had stacks of prayer requests. So this is me and you, and everybody else was sending prayer requests. Well, the last time I was there, they don't do that anymore. They put them on the disc, and you can sit there with that. So I went into the prayer room every day, and then they had the graduation on Thursday. Well, I forgot, the village is not open on Friday. So I had talked about this and what a wonderful experience it was, what a high it was, a natural high, and people were impressed. Well, I'm just telling you what my experience was. So the next morning, two of my colleagues decided they were going to join me. This was a problem. But the problem was, because the village closes on Friday, you couldn't, you didn't have access. So we found a way to get in. We went in through the basement. This is how determined that we were. We went in the basement and then took the elevator up to the prayer room. And we sat and did our half hour. And then we left out. That even heightened the heightened experience even 
because I felt like I kind of had to sneak in to do it. So that's what we did. And I went every day that week before having to attend an 8 a.m. class. Now, this was not, and I apologize to any instructors, that I had trouble sometimes staying awake. So I'd have to stop, stop myself to stay awake. So, but I was determined. I was born in that prayer room, so I went. And my title for the experience is that Scott and Henry Prayer Room is ground zero for prayer. You know how they talk about ground zero in New York, 9-11? Ground zero for prayer, Scott and Henry Prayer Room. And that's because that energy has been built up through years, through the years. After murder started, and they continued to go on constant, 24 hours a day, that's prayer power. It's a natural power. So we went to the, the prayer room that day. And another thing I would do when I was there is walk the lavender. And we have one here, and one person here. Well, at that time, they had the lavender was part of the parking lot. But since that time, they have redone the labyrinth. They had a professional to come in, he and his wife, and they reestablished the labyrinth in a different part of the building. My next goal is to go and walk the new labyrinth. That's what I'd like to do, because the labyrinth, walking the labyrinth, is also a form of prayer. We have many different forms of prayer. There are many different customs from many different religions and faiths. You have prayer can be a walking meditation. Prayer can be anything that you do that causes you to concentrate and focus on the Lord. So I hope that at some point, um, Oh, and by the way, I found one at Sideman Township Center. Um, some of you know I've spent a great deal of time at University Hospital this year. Not by design, but out of necessity. And one day I had gone to, to Starbucks, of all places, and when I came back I discovered that on the side of that there's a ladder. And I went and I walked that labyrinth because science is beginning to acknowledge the efficacy of prayer in treating health problems. And there's all kind of, I won't go into it today, but there are all kind of articles and all kind of information about prayer and health challenges. Statistics on people who pray as opposed to those who don't. People who go to as opposed to those. Not saying that you can't be a good person and not go to church. My father was a wonderful person. But once he came to Cleveland, he never sat further in church. Or it was a special occasion when he would go. And my father used to teach Sunday school. But he didn't go to church when he moved to the city. But we had to go. We had to have our Sunday best scrubbed, shiny, bright, and we would go to church. 
we would go to Sunday school. Until I got to the point where, okay, well, that's enough. Well, it wasn't enough of that. It just wasn't the kind of thing that I was in tune with. And I found unity. Unity is in tune with my Lord Jesus. And I'm forever grateful for it and feel forever blessed. Thank you for allowing me to share.